Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Check out SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support the Green Room. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone. Welcome to the program. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio. Welcome to the Green Room. Feel free to give us a call at any point in the program, 323-203-0815. I'm here live with my main man, Raul Garcia. Raul, thanks for coming in. Hey, no problem, man. This is a, this is a treat. Yeah. Sweet, man. So what's up? What do we do with the green room, Sean? What do <laughs> we, we just do we, we just get into it. We mix it up. I've known... Uh, Raul, how long have I known? I've known you for a couple of years. I met you doing stand-up. Yeah, yeah I met you about three years ago. Yeah, yeah, about three years ago. I can't remember where, though. But it was uh, it was someplace, man. Freaking, I just and I spotted you out. I'm like, you you know what you're doing, man. <laughs> uh, we with the talented people try to band together. We're like, come on, man, let's let's find the ways. Huh? Right. Yeah. You see someone else, you're like, oh my god, that guy's not a complete asshole. I'll yeah. start I'll start hanging out with him. And then slowly you you form relationships in the stand up industry. But I yeah, I met you down uh, doing a show down in Long Beach. Oh yeah, man, freaking Springbok, dude. That was the that was the show back in the day, man. A lot. Yeah. Of- no, that was always a good time. All right, we actually got a call coming in here live. All right, yeah, caller, welcome to the program. You're on the green room. Hello? Yellow. Oh, snap. Where are you at, buddy? <laughs> All right. Come on, All how right, you going to call he, uh... and not even say nothing, man? Damn. Yeah. What are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? You, you you just make me feel bad, you know? So what have you been up to, Raul? Let's let's get to know Raul. I, um... Oh, well, uh, man, dude, we just uh, just been trying to get ready for this show that I got on the 29th, man. Dude, this is actually an amazing show. It's called Race Riot. It's going to be at the Acme Theater uh, April 29th in like two weeks. And it's at, I'm sorry, 7.30 show. But there are some beasts on this show, man. Dude, seriously, there's uh, Jason Collings, Orlando Bishop, dude, Ed Greer. Yeah, no, you guys got a great show coming up. These guys are just beastly. You know, I'm just, I'm excited to be on the damn bill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So now, uh, did you grow up in L.A.? Mostly, man. Like, I grew up in, um, like... Part of my 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 childhood I spent out here in L.A. and then I went out to Long Beach for a little while and then just lived there for like about ten years. So yeah, the, I kind of have two homes. Okay, Long yeah. Beach and L.A. Yeah. All right, sorry we got this caller again. I think this is my cousin trying to call it. All right. Caller, you're on the air. Welcome to the green room. Oh man, your cousin, dude. Hello. Yo, you there? Uh, what what's up? I don't know. It's uh, damn Metro I don't know. PCS, something's up, man. Something's up with the phones or something. I swear to God, see all those anytime minutes. Those ain't free. Something with the phone room. But it seemed to be coming through. All right, so let, let's get into you, Raul, for a little bit. So you're you sure. were. I'm sorry. You you were you born in Los Angeles, or you said you? Uh yeah. I grew up in uh, Southgate. And, yeah, uh, that's him calling in. And it's uh you know it's just, man. I grew up in Southgate for like I don't know until I was about elementary school and then we went out to like like the long beach area and uh just man been out there dude just like went to school out there for a little bit man and then uh dude just followed comedy shortly after that so it's been cool though man like i started some shows out there i used to have a show on the queen mary for a while dude so when did you when did you first start doing stand-up stand i started stand-up i think like 2006 in the summer of 2006 and i just kind of Went out there in secret, man. I didn't want anybody to know. <laughs> like, I did, I wasn't quite sure if I had any talent at that point, so I was just like, well, why don't we just keep this on the low? Well, yeah, that's always a little scary to start off. So, what do you think? Do you think something happened in your life that, uh, you know, I always like to ask artists that. Do you think something happened in your life that kind of projected you to like develop your sense of humor, and you're like, all right, this is something I want to pursue. 
I should really go after comedy, or or did something happen to kind of spur you to become a comedian? Oh uh, well, yeah, man. Actually, I, I remember at that particular time in my life, man, dude, I was uh, dude, I was a compulsive gambler. I'm, excuse me, I still am. Really? You know, you don't really stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not an impulse that goes away, you know. But so uh, wait, you started. When did you start getting heavy into gambling? Uh, dude, that's what I did with most of my early twenties, man. Was, <laughs> I swear to God. I just I love played. how you have a chunk of your life like early twenties. That's uh, that's gambling. Yeah, that's uh, that's poker. That's what poker years man is but, that what uh, you were is that was your game of choice poker oh dude i used to love taking fool's money man it was it was it was the best it was the best rush it was one of those things that it wasn't even about like like the money it was just about punking people like that was that was just how i felt about it dude it was like we we just got competitive at it and it's just a, it's an expensive sport to learn so uh if even if that qualifies as a sport so, but you were doing good you were making ESPN. a lot of money uh i was doing well but the thing was is that it was never enough man you know you i, I could never win enough money man I'm right just, i'm just one of those dudes <laughs> so how did you transition from playing poker competitively to getting into stand-up uh well i uh i needed something else to do to be honest i needed to take my mind off the cards <laughs> It's so uh, uh, one of the things that I did wanted to do um, for years, man, because I remember as a kid just watching. I'd like my my parents had all these like bootleg VHS tapes, man, of like 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 HBO specials and stuff. And one of them we had was Paul Rodriguez. And uh, I remember just watching that, just thinking like, how do you get started? How do you even like get into that? But thinking that as a kid, and then all of a sudden I was like, well, what the hell am I waiting on? I just, I got nothing but time right now. Shoot, why don't you get your ass on a mic? There you go. And that's that's what You've happened. You've been grinding away ever since. Oh yeah, oh yeah, son. Yeah, I mean uh, the thing is is that uh, it's uh, just as expensive. Yeah, gambling. You're chasing after the same rush. Yeah, no. So, oh, no, no, no. I mean, uh, stand comedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Call, caller, you're on the air. Yellow. Man, these. Man. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not taking calls sh- anymore. Sh- sh- Sean, man, I just don't think anyone wants to talk to you. <laughs> I uh, keep saying the call keeps coming in. I actually, you were talking about gambling. Uh, that's coincidental because I actually pulled this clip off the internet of this guy freaking out while winning at gambling. Uh, oh really? It's, it's pretty interesting. Oh, no, the right, yeah, This is I, I think this is uh, this is from the BBC. Someone uh, reporters over there. He's covering I think it's a, a horse race or something like that. But uh, you know, it's compelling audio. No, the race, and I can tell you certainly that uh, neither Denman nor Corto have won. So um, we think the winner was. It makes it so much funnier that he's British, too. I just want a shitload of money. Hey, man, but that's how it feels, though, man. Shoot. Yeah, no, I think any gambler, uh, any or any person who's ever gambled can, can definitely relate to... Uh, oh, yeah, seriously. But, to, but yours is over, like, like $14. I got 14 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ew. Caller, you're on the air. Hello? Is that an actual caller? No, this, this is a different number. Hello? That's why I tried to... Oh, hey, well, I hear somebody. What's up? Yo, you on the air? Yellow. I heard a hello. Turn down your radio. Hello? There you go. Hey, what's going on, man? Who is this? This is someone's on the phone. Yell- uh, caller, you're on the air. All right. Are you wanted by the FBI? You can't tell you. Sorry, these uh, these calls it? are really uh, breaking up the the flow here. But th- hey, but whatever. thanks for coming in, man. Hey, oh no problem, dude. This is fun. I'm I'm excited about All this. All right, so you were you were living in Long Beach for a while, doing yeah. chasing after some comedy shows. 
Oh, and, for sure. Uh, but now you recently moved back up to L.A.? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm just, you know, just trying to be closer to the biz, man. Trying to just just making this my my complete objective. So, uh, but it just, you know, it's easier when you ain't got to commute this far. That's the reason why I came down. But, um, yeah, man, dude, like, and plus it's just, like, getting into the scene, getting my face out there, you know, getting people to notice. Like, that's, uh, apparently that's important. <laughs> You're realizing that now. It's like, oh, wait, I have to, I have to network and people have to notice me. You don't just have to be. You have to work on the art of being funny. You right. Know? Like, <laughs> I thought that's all it was, you know? <laughs> no, sir. So now, um, now, like, what, for people who haven't heard your act, what kind of stuff do you talk about? No, I, like, I know. I was hanging out with uh, your 30th birthday party. You have a lot of family, a lot of interesting family members. I know. Oh, oh, yeah, I know you dude. always like to reference them. Do you work a lot of that stuff in your act? Oh yeah, most definitely, man. Well, because that's that's pretty much what my life is, dude. Just is these crazy people. Like I, I swear to God, because it's like it, I mean, it comes from life, man. Like I mean, for example, there's like a million of us. I always say that, like you know, when we take pictures. <laughs> well, how big how like, big is your family? Well, oh, on on one side, we're at least like like a hundred something deep like it's a lot of people when everyone shows up you know like <laughs> like just the minor parties are like 70 you know like, yeah that's like, just a low-key low-key get together yeah, not everybody can make it you know so it but uh but dude seriously I, I swear to god we look like the verizon network we're we're huge man and uh and so i talk about them dude i talk about just random things that that i like man like uh like for example i went to a dodger game yesterday and uh dude we sat there for like for 11 innings, man, dude, for, for them to just choke at the end. We're oh, like, that's the worst. God damn it, man. Dodger Stadium is the worst, first off, because they have these all these rules about pre-gaming, and it's like, obviously, because a couple gang members stabbed each other in the parking lot, but I should still be able to drink a goddamn beer in the parking lot. But, I mean, you can't stop that, you know? That's going to happen anyway, dog. Yeah, exactly. Shoot. Fools will get shanked with a Bud Light, like, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> They'll find a weapon, trust me. All right, Fools we... Re- no, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. We reset the phone, so I'm sorry. One more time. I'm going to try to answer these calls. Okay. Caller, yeah. you're on the air. Man. Uh, no, so I don't think that's what you're... Caller, you're on the air. Feel neglected, caller. Yellow. Yellow. Uh, All right, that one's not mm-hmm. working. No, sir. So, yeah, you you work a lot of your family in. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, we talk about that, man. But, uh, but no, but the... the the cat behind me, man, reminded me a lot of my cousins, too, because there's this one one dude, solo dude in the crowd wearing a Raider jacket and, you know, <laughs> and sporting it at the Dodger game, right? And we're just like, okay, like, come on, man. And homeboy behind me, dude, was just like, like, just giving him mad shit, like, talking about just like, like he's just like, whatever, fool, Raiders, Raiders. And he's like, wrong sport, <laughs> wrong sport. That is always interesting when someone just shows up. You know, wearing a jersey, totally unrelated. But obviously, you're just looking to create trouble. You're not looking to actually cheer for any sort of team. You're looking to create. At least, just be neutral, dude. Just wear it. Go wear a damn polo shirt. You know, <laughs> like something, something else, like something that doesn't identify you as stupid. Right. Exactly. But yeah. But oh, here we go. All right. Let's call her. You're on the air. Yellow. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I keep I keep thinking like all right now this will work. I don't think it's call you're on the air. And then, all right yeah so obviously yeah. the obviously the phones aren't working but it's not happening brother. So it's not it's not something we have to worry about. We were talking about sports here. What do you uh do you watch Tiger Woods at all? Do you watch Tiger Woods return to the Masters? I I didn't really get to watch much of it man. I'd check the highlights every now and again too. But uh, he looked like he wanted to cry. Like, yeah you know? he was. <laughs> oh this is a great uh this is a great clip from Tiger Woods at the Masters. Tiger on the tee the hole. Right, Tiger Woods. Suck it! 
How great is that? Just him really calling good. himself out for sucking. <laughs> oh no! Oh man, this is so great. Yeah, he's like, I don't think he's pleased. No, no, yeah, I don't I, think so, man. <laughs> like, he's going to be the worst on himself. You're like, come on. Dude. It is weird. He's still, he, it, you know, for all the things that he has going for him, for all the things he has right, he's still super hard on himself, super, you know, obviously it's it's a competitive thing, but also, like, he's just he's just so desperate to be loved. That's what, that's what I think the weirdest thing that came out of this whole scandal is how desperate it seems for him to feel like he's loved. No, no, for real, dude. I, I completely agree. You're just like, come on, man. Just let him have his whores if it makes him feel good, <laughs> yeah. man. You know, come on. This, he's the best golfer in the world. G- leave it alone, man. Come on. Everybody gets to do it. Sweet but, boy. yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just That's a, why you, you become great, you know? That's <laughs> to have your wide selection of whores. That's what it is. Right, but now, now it looks like finally him and the wife are divorcing. Which, uh, you know, who didn't Whatever. see that coming? That's fine. Like, come on. <laughs> He's got plenty of money. <laughs> yeah, Even he'll be he all right. Even if he splits it in half, it's But I, I think, you know, you from his dad and from his parents and stuff, it totally does seem like there was this compulsion to be loved. Because I think that was the surprising thing. Like, he had all these chicks going on, but then once you interview these chicks or once you hear them come out with their stories, a lot of these women, they, the surprising aspect was how involved he was with these girls. Like, he he would text them about, uh, you're not seeing anyone else. It's just you, right? <laughs> it's just me and you. Tucker's a little bit jealous type, you know. Oh, yeah. He doesn't like to, to hear about other people with my whores, you know what I'm saying? Those are my whores. You can't be touching my whores. I love them. <laughs> right, but it's it's weird. Like he he wanted to be loved by them. It wasn't at some point. It didn't seem like it was just about the sex for him. I think at some point he really he really was that into these chicks that he he wanted them to love him. Oh man, then maybe, dude. Like I mean, I, I, where do you think that stems from, though, man? Like I don't know. I think well. I, it comes from his dad was super hard on him, like and that, you know, like like you, like I won't love you until you make this putt. <laughs> exactly. I, I I've been saying it the whole time. He is the Joe Jackson of golf. The, his dad. I mean, that's, that's what totally good, seems like. That's a You're not gonna get a childhood. It's coming out in a totally different way. Instead of you know having sex with boys and uh, you know living in oxygen tents, he's he's sleeping around and and whoring it up. He's just yeah yeah. It's, dad's not around anymore, so <laughs> I'm gonna go check out these girls. <laughs> dad never let no girls in the house. Come on man, come on. Yeah, dad. distracted his putty. I'm really good at this. Can I just have one, please? <laughs> man. All right. Well, um, you're a big NFL fan, right, Ralph? Oh, yeah, man. Dude, I'm excited. A draft coming up. This is weird. They're doing it on the prime time this year. I don't I don't understand what that's about. What's up, Roger? Why are you making it all difficult now? Seriously. Yeah, it used to be a Saturday. You could wake up, start you know, laying around, do a little barbecue, drink some beers. Check out, heckle, you know, some teams on some stupid ass picks. You know? Now wait, who's your team? I'm, I'm that's it. Yeah, that's all. I'm a Denver Broncos fan. Actually, oh man. man, so Brandon Rough Marshall, times, dude. just in the news, Brandon Marshall, they got rid of him. He's over in Miami. What do you think about that? What do you think about them getting rid of Cutler, dude? Like, well, I mean, Cutler, like, I, I wasn't really. Like up on that tra- like I thought McDaniel's was was a little stupid to go and run him out, but at the same time he acted like a little whiny bitch. Like I swear to God, <laughs> dude, like he he cried like I am good. 
<laughs> he did seem a little pouty. Yep. You're supposed to be an alpha male. You're supposed to be a quarterback. You're not supposed to just tuck your tail between your legs and go, Fucking oh, cry. Uh, you my know? feelings are hurt. You're like, oh. Like, T.O., that's my quarterback, man. Yes. That's my quarterback. Matt Castle's not as good as me. Uh, like, get out of here, dude. But, I mean, whatever. I mean, he's got a rocket arm, and I'm sure he'll probably have some success out in Chicago, but... Uh, I, to be honest, I, I, I really don't care to see him on the squad ever again. Well, yeah, now I, I kind of know how you feel with the Eagles uh, trading Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> obviously it's a different that, it's Damn. a different perspective because, you know, the the Broncos trading McNabb. The years, the years you spent with that man. Come on. Now, Look, now, now like, my, par- my parents are still together, and so I don't know. I've never been through a divorce, but it, it definitely has that divorce feeling like, oh, I've, I have such strong feelings for this person, but... I, all right, I guess I guess things will be okay. It's it's a weird moment for me. Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't know necessarily whose side to take. That's I guess that's what I'm comparing it to. I don't know whose side to be on. I like McNabb's effort. I I thought I thought he did try. I mean, to, to put it all on McNabb, I think is totally unfair. The Eagles have never won a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's not Mc, just it's, McNabb's fault. <laughs> act like it just started happening when Donovan got there, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we have a it's, long tradition a of not winning Super Bowls. That is one thing the Eagles are great at doing: not winning Super Bowls. We've been doing it from day one. But you guys are dope, though. You guys are still a great. But they, yeah, he kept them competitive. Year, you know? like it, Five NFC championships out of 11 years. He was doing something right. But is it an – hey, they got a great pick for it. Or even the years when you get, like, Jeff Garcia freaking coming up. <laughs> right, exactly. And getting you into the playoffs. I'm They're like, talking about Jeff Garcia maybe coming back to the Eagles. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> that's another reason I hate the Raiders, man. You cut Jeff Garcia. What is what? wrong with oh, you? Oh, man. What is wrong with you? Oh, okay? man. I, I saw – um. What's uh, Jamarcus Russell? I think reported to camp uh, like 290 pounds. Oh really? You're a quarterback <laughs> for Christ's sake. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. They, now, now if you just show Get up 290 pounds and you're Jeez. a quarterback, what you're saying to the, the entire team, the entire organization is, look, I don't give a shit. I'm Jamarcus <laughs> Russell. I'm gonna eat what. I, at some point, like. Why should I care? There's a right? certain point where almost. It's it's so bad I start respecting it in a way like wow this guy is such a great athlete made so much money and he's just telling everyone to fuck off like in a, in a certain sense oh my god I imagine I I kind of admire that kind of balls like hey you know seriously whatever but like I mean you have to be there you have to be at Oakland you might as well just live how you at least live, you at know? least he's being honest he doesn't give a shit about playing football he gives a shit about making tons of money and having a great time and hey hey he's got a giant pot belly he seems to be doing all right for himself. Hey, that sounds like a plan. All right, speaking of a little sports talk here, I don't know if you saw this recently, but uh, Jerry Jones is out at some bar getting drunk off his ass, and uh, I don't know. It, oh, what did Jerry do? I he was wait. just start, he just started talking a little shit. Nothing, you know, basically against Tebow, but here you go. Oh, nice. Romo was a miracle. It was a miracle. <laughs> As an Eagles fan, that just makes me so angry. <laughs> you don't need miracles. You already had Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irving. It's a miracle that Michael Irving's heart didn't explode while he's doing coke with those hookers in a hotel room. That was a miracle. Right, seriously. Okay, you don't need ten different miracles. Right. You had Tom Landry. You've had plenty of like fucking miracles. Though, man, like it's. I know. I feel you, dude. Like I, I was. Hey, I was happy with the two. You know, <laughs> we got two. You won enough fucking Super Bowls. <laughs> I mean, some people got five. You know what? Jesus <laughs> Christ. And then, and they can't. 
like stop telling you that too, man. That's the other thing. Oh, like, this Cowboys is God. Fans. God's looking down on this team. Yeah. <laughs> so God, is that why you need God needs a hundred foot plasma screen? Fuck off, Jerry Jones. <laughs> <Right>. Fuck off. <laughs> hey man. All right. Well now, now since I'm all fired up, I'm gonna try taking the calls one more time, and Let's if it doesn't it. go well, um, it'll just it'll just keep my anger going for the Jerry Jones call. Hell's yeah. Caller, you're on the air. Oh man, dude. Caller, you're on the air. I want to believe. <laughs> Please. Are you out there? Oh, I hear something. All right, yeah, turn down, uh, caller, turn down your radio. I think the, I think our problem is just the callers are retarded. Oh, okay. I think eventually they're going to realize that they're on the air, and then they're going to come on. So we'll get back to the Jerry Jones stuff here. Nice. You got no, you got... <laughs> I, can, I can hear myself feeding back through the... Through the phone. <laughs> Whoever's calling from the 215 area code. But I still want to call back, <laughs> but turn down the bottom. They just hung up. All right. We're getting back to Jerry Jones. Never got in, and he almost got. Never got in, and he almost got. Tebow would never hit the What if you were the Jaguars or Would you just, just draft him to some fucking jersey? He's talking about Tebow. Oh. <laughs> Now, this is him talking about uh, Bill Parcells, how he wanted him just to help build the new stadium because they needed some juice or something. Oh, I don't know. Really? It didn't really make sense, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You just need him around. Like, I just, I miss you. Come back. <laughs> Come back, please. Because, <laughs> I mean, seriously, overweight Phillips, for sure. Like I, I, I would Right. Take... Why wouldn't you want Bill Parcells versus any of these other idiots that uh, Jerry Jones has had like through the, the history of his program? Even better than Wade Phillips, man. Hey, like, I swear. They were on my ass so bad Jerry's got to have a yes, man. So to get this fucking statement, <laughs> he can bring his ass. Wait, you, would, you wouldn't take Chivo in the third round. Why? You never get on the field. <laughs> <laughs> so that's him basically clowning on uh, clowning on Tim Tebow. That's awesome, man. That's hilarious, dude. I have a homeboy who's a big a Florida fan, dude, who would love to hear that. The, yeah. The <laughs> oh wait, so he's a he's a big Florida fan, and he's not a he's not a Tim Tebow fan. Uh, no, no, no. He is. He's no. He's a huge Tebow fan. I think he has Tebow underoos. But he's Tebow yeah. under. <laughs> Tebow always creep me out just because you know any player that's that heavily associated with God, it's it's kind of odd. Yeah. All right, fine. If, whatever your beliefs are, fine. But when you when you start writing Bible verses on your little yeah. uh, black eyeliner, I'm like, come on, dog. Like seriously. Those uh, that eye glare. When you got a Bible in the huddle, like that's a little too much. <laughs> it's a little too much. And then I I feel like. It's disappointing to other people who believe in God when they see, like, oh, my God, uh, Florida totally choked. Oh, I guess God was angry at Tim Tebow that day. Right. I, I feel, you know. Re- reading plays out of, like, the, like the first letters of the Corinthians. Like, <laughs> like, look at verse 23 is a bootleg to the right. He, he, like, God damn, dude. I don't know, man. He's just, he's uh, he's hopped up on God, man. I don't know what it is. All right. Now, the, the caller's on the air. Caller, are you there? Now I, I can hear my I right. can hear something but yeah. I don't know. That's But uh, uh yeah so that's the that's the NFL situation. I remember last year for the draft I was actually hanging out at my buddy's place in New York City. We were hanging out. We were about um we were drinking some beers, kind of hanging out partying, getting ready to go see the Grateful Dead. And I remember this guy that um 
it was like a friend of a friend from high school came over and he was freaking out. He was so pissed because they had already released the, the NFL draft the night before. They had already agreed to oh, wow. okay. <laughs> terms. He's like, they're ruining the draft, man. They're ruining the draft. <laughs> the Rooney rule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're ruining it. <laughs> they, how, why'd they announce that pick? And then we explained like, well, they wanted to make sure they could, they could get the contract signed. The, oh. Dude, I man, I swear to God, I love draft like just. The, and then he was just so angry that they didn't, you know, it wasn't a surprise who the first pick was gonna be because they, the team had already signed him. And then I was like, wow, this guy really cares about the draft. And then later we were going to the concert and they're like, oh yeah, Mike's a crazy friend. Yeah, he's methed out of his mind. <laughs> it's like, oh okay. <laughs> oh really? That, that would that would explain why you have such strong feelings about the NFL draft. You're like, hey man, like seriously, why don't you just calm down? We're still talking about football, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't understand why this is like a life or death situation, dog. Like, right. No, I I love football. Everyone makes. And I, I love getting angry about the games and stuff like that. But there's a point where, all right, it's the draft. Oh man, you know what actually I think is like a really good like like draft question now is is like Mario Williams versus Reggie Bush, man. Like that that year, like I mean, I cuz Mario Williams is a beast now. Like that guy is is just I mean, tearing it up down in Houston. But then Reggie's got a ring. So it's like how do you really balance it out, you right. know? Like well, Mario ain't got no ring, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. But I don't think I don't think and if Reggie, Re- if Reggie Bush would have been on if Reggie Bush would have been on the Texans, I don't think they would have won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. And I think I think Mario's a better fit for the Texans. I don't know if he's necess- I don't know how you compare him as a player, but I think he's a better fit for that team as right. far as what they needed at I mean, the time, especially. But I mean, they do two completely different things. But it's it's still it's just like you know. Right. Plus, it's it's pretty easy for Reggie Bush. You know, when you got Drew Brees throwing it down the field and, everyone else and have like an amazing passing it, attack. <laughs> like, he but, didn't but contribute I, much to that. But you know, he, he not to talk shit on Reggie Bush, but I could catch a screen pass and run for 20 yards in this New Orleans offense. Hey, man, no, seriously, fight on, Reggie. I'm still with you, dude. SC <laughs> Reggie, number five Reggie, I love that guy, man, but number two five, dude, really didn't do much. Like, so that's that's just a. Uh, hey, You're but, hanging on to him from the USC days. That's, that's hey, all right. Hey, no, no, seriously, that's how I choose to remember Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Man, seriously, dude, those are them, them 500 all-purpose yard games, man. Those oh, are... yeah, he had some crazy years in USC. Mm-hmm. And now it's coming out that apparently he was making money. It's uh, Yeah, obviously these college players are going to make money oh, no, in college. Cool. He was getting he was getting houses in college, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It, I love how they, they try to hide it, but then they're just like these these dumb athletes and their stupid agents. It's like, all right, what we'll do is uh, we'll get you a house, but we'll put it in the agent's name. We're like, oh, yeah, no one's going <laughs> to figure this out <laughs> that's flawless sir i remember i remember when i went to penn state larry johnson would drive around an suv with just like gigantic spinning rims it's like real subtle real yeah. subtle <laughs> i don't know if he was you know then they always explain like oh, okay he got a loan against the money that he was gonna get obviously because he's draft potential right <laughs> like, so either either way you, you why have... are you drawing so much attention to the situation you're making yourself look like a world-class asshole it's called sports equity man and it's like, right. you know, you can borrow on it. So that's how we got the loan, and that's how we bought the house. <laughs> exactly. 
Oh, it's man. all that sports equity. Do you watch uh, you watch UFC at all? Uh, not really, man. I'm not up on it, dude. I'm still kind of one of those people who is trying to still cling to boxing. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. It's, I'm actually. I I would say probably if it came down to fighting, I'm more I'm more into boxing. Like I'm a I'm a huge uh, Mayweather fan. Do you watch those shows? Mayweather. Oh 24/7? yeah. 24/7. Oh awesome, my god. Man. The Pacquiao <laughs> one was um, like dude, the Pacquiao ones are awesome. Pacquiao dude. ones are great, and I love the Mayweather ones. I love the Mayweather ones just because of the insane cockiness of Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. You just. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. He just. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you just love his bravado. He just he just calling out people like, oh Shane Mosley, he wearing green, he ain't money green, he ain't Floyd Mayweather, looking like a little leprechaun. Something about black prize fighters talking shit on other people. There's nothing more entertaining than that. Oh man. And then he's got the entire family. He's got the uncle like, yeah yeah, the, the old like crafty uncle like with the hitting sticks like, oh yeah yeah yeah, they ain't shit, they ain't shit, boy. You're the best in the world. You're the best. You're the greatest they ever was. And then the dad's like shooting dice in his house, like, oh man, this is a family. <laughs> oh no, totally, dude. Like, cause, I mean, it, there there is an art to it, dude, to to just just talking, you know, fucking shit to your opponent, man. Like, cause I mean, you can be good and not have any sort of like bantering skills whatsoever, and and it's not nearly as cool. You're just like, you know, imagine Pacquiao, man. He wants to t- tell you off, man, but he can't really formulate the words quickly. <laughs> He's just like, I would tell you, but I can't. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> He wants to, he wants to talk more shit than he's possible than like, English I, allows him. To. If if we were in Tagalog, I would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude, freaking Manny, man. But that's no. He talks with his fists, man. He don't he don't need no shit talking. He just he just mess you up. He's super fast, and they they got to get that fight. They got to get they got to do that fight. Well, what is up with that, man? Like, cause I've I've heard both sides about like the the Olympic like like standards, man. And and I mean, the, I think Pacquiao's argument is is that you just you just get really weak after that if it's the day of the fight yeah well it was a little of that and then also he was he was claiming he's superstitious and stuff like that i i i'm i guess i'm more i'm more on the mayweather side because there are like you know shane mosley tested positive for hgh like five years ago and if you are going to fight these guys why not why not do the olympic style blood testing i don't think it should be a make or break deal i think that they got to figure something out there's too much money to be made for these two guys for them not to figure this out well they're i think they're just arguing man like i think when it comes to pacquiao fights dude it's like you know him and deloya fought over the damn like you know how it was right. to be split for freaking months you it's know? A, it's two alpha males going head to head deciding like this is just another psychology move in the pre-fight. Okay, you know, I'm making him do my blood test. It's not about the blood test. It's about getting him to submit to what you want to do pre-fight. So then when you go on the Mayweather 24-7, you can go, yeah, yeah, he, he took that blood test like I told him to. He's going to be my bitch. You know, it's I think part of that is... is it's fighting just, into or like yeah, filling into that uh, it's the psychology bravado. of the fight man just before it you know like I, I, I understand dude those, these guys are these, intense man like the, the, the mental warfare imagine having to go up against Ali dude who just, <laughs> a guy who can shit talk you know what I'm saying like, like right. that, that's he was, the full yeah I mean they, Floyd Mayweather is obviously doing like a Muhammad Ali impression but I love it I still I, oh, I'm not so gonna I'm not gonna it, deny it it's the it's the, the reason why, like that's the reason why man if people loved Ali for that you know like shit that's a, it's it's twice as much fun if you got a, a snappy comeback man Boom. right exactly what's up and for your mama too bam right why did people like tyson oh he was an amazing fighter but he also after the fights yelled that he was gonna rape uh, the other <laughs> opponent's children's 
and he was going to F them till they loved him. I don't right. even know what that means. Mike Tyson didn't even know what that means. It oh, just man. showed that he was just this uncaged animal of rage and testosterone. And as fight fans, that's what you want to see. I know, right? And then you're surprised when he rapes people. You're like, <laughs> that was shocking. We never saw that coming. <laughs> I think I think everyone saw that coming. I'm like, come on, man, he's a beast. He's beastly. That's just what he. But does. yeah, I, I watched the UFC fight. They had one uh, on Sunday night. They or no, I'm sorry, Saturday night. They had it in Dubai, and the, you know the pre-fights were good, but the main event was Silva, this uh, you know supposedly the best pound for pound MMA fighter. And the first couple of rounds, it's like it's obvious that he's better than the guy. He's kind of just toying with him. Then halfway through the third round, it kind of seems like he just got tired all of a sudden because he was just jumping around the ring the whole time, toying with him. So the other two rounds, he didn't really do anything. So th- this entire title fight was leading up to just guys not fighting, and it was so it was so frustrating. <laughs> Dana lame. White, the head of the UFC, like took the belt and like threw it at his manager and. Oh man, Dana oh, White wow. is fired up. He was on uh, he was on talk shows talking about how he's not gonna let this happen again. Okay. You know, uh, I had the talk with him. I, I think <laughs> personally, I really believe that he was embarrassed by what happened that night. Maybe he did have a mental breakdown. I don't know what happened in the ring, but uh, all I can say is I, I know his next opponent isn't gonna be a guy who's gonna lay back and let him do stuff like that to him. Chael Sonnen's gonna take it to him and hopefully we never see that again. You know, I thought, did, I'm telling yeah. you right now, wow. if, if, <laughs> it's cutting off Jim Rome right now. That again in the ring, I will cut him. I don't care if he's the <laughs> I mean literally I with the knife. The <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dana White's gonna be waiting in the alley. I told you to finish the fight, motherfucker. Slice. <laughs> I know, seriously. I do like the, the aspect Hattori of the UFC Hanzo. that there is one boss, and if it's not entertaining enough, this guy's gonna make sure something entertaining happens. Hey, oh no, I mean you can't have that, man. What is lamer than somebody not fighting, dude? And when you it came was to so see a fight, awful, and it was in Dubai. Oh, wow. Which yeah. was, which is, I was wrapping my mind around it the entire evening. Dubai, supposedly liberal by Muslim standards, but it's still a Muslim country. <laughs> right, you know, totally. three months ago, people as were getting, that allows, people yeah. were getting arrested for making out in public. There's that British couple, they got in trouble for hooking up in public. <laughs> and that now, you know, a few months later, they're allowing. You know, essentially people fighting to the death. Permit, you know. Fighting to the death. Well, yeah. You got a license. Money talks, right? You got a makeout license. There you go. (laughs) Let me see your makeout license. And it must have been weird because there's the entire crowd. Imagine everyone's sober because they can't can't sell alcohol. They're actually, I don't know how they allowed ring girls, but they had ring girls there. And those those people in Dubai must have been loving that. Like like comedy rooms, man. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Let alone whole countries, you know? Right. Whether it's stand up comedy or fighting to death, it helps to have a couple drinks in you. It does, dude. I, I highly agree. Um, we still taking? Oh, was that? Oh, is, is <laughs> no, that no. I, was, or what? <laughs> I feel bad. I, I see the calls coming in, and uh, yeah, I don't know. The the phones are jacked up. I don't I don't know what to say. I apologize to people trying to get on. Hey man, we want to talk to you. It's cool. Like we'll yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not a uh, when the technology is up to date. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. It's gonna it's gonna fuck up the show if I just keep going. Caller, you're on the air, and and nothing happens. Obviously, that'll it's oh. gonna throw things off. Oh hey man, whatever, dude. That's fine. I think that's the technology saying your opinion doesn't count, caller. <laughs> exactly. Right. You're not wanted here. <laughs> so we got uh, we're talking NFL here. We got, of course, Ben Roethlisberger 
Oh yeah, man. He that just guy. got cleared of sexual assault Damn, again. The Roonies have really good lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> something obviously something happened. He tried to, from what it sounds like, he tried to force himself on this chick. She said no. There's not enough DNA evidence. He did bruise her. He's buying shots for her in this VIP room. Ben Roethlisberger just seems like a and like a nincompoop. I don't know how else to describe it. He just seems like a thick-headed moron. Well, I just I I've always felt that if you were truly great at one thing, then you must be like seriously deficient in another. And and well, that a great just example. What with Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, a great example is not only has he had two sexual assault charges filed against him in two years, he also was the guy. Uh, who flipped his motorcycle with no helmet, damaging his helmet. Yes. I mean, damaging his head, for Christ's sake. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're an NFL quarterback. How do you ride a motorcycle with no helmet on? You know, if, if I was an NFL quarterback, you know, I would just lay on... I would just lay in a giant foam pit all day and make love to groupies and eat a well-nutritioned meal. I would do whatever it takes to take care of my body the entire time. Right, or at least not dangerous to your head, right? Right. Like, come on. Like, I mean, but Ben just, like, he's kind of a meathead, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yes, he's definitely a meathead. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, he just, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't strike me as a dude who thinks it through, so... Um, but hey, dude, but he, he try and sack that fool, man. Uh, it's it's oh, not he's, happening, dude. It's yeah, not he's happening. jacked up. He uh, the the craziest <laughs> part of the story is he lost his beef jerky sponsorship. Oh ad. no, he, man, he was, they took away the beef jerky. <laughs> he was endorsing a beef jerky. So <laughs> I, I know they're looking for a new spokesman. I'd like to present myself, Sean Green, as Slim new Jim potential. Come on, man. I love beef jerky. Uh, I like working out. I don't love working out. I'm not a professional athlete. I can I can throw a ball through a uh, tire swing. Yeah. Uh, on a couple tries. He's like, come on, man. Like I got some aptitude, you know. Give right. Me. I can appeal to Middle America. I'd be happy to take over the sponsorship of Big Ben if they want to advertise on this radio show. I'm I'll, I'll even cut them a deal. <laughs> yeah, Basically, right? just you know, Seriously, free jerky so, and <laughs> jerky and and maybe an occasional bag of Fritos. Right. Exactly. Whatever whatever else they're beverage. tied into, I'm fine with that. You know, so a, a gift card to. You know, <laughs> and to Chili's or something. You know, that's fine. Whatever. And yeah. as the new spokesman of uh, Ben Roethlisberger beef jerky, I will guarantee you, I will have less than two sexual assault cases in two years. Less than two. You know, <laughs> zero probably. That is one an immediate maybe. improvement. Immediate. Exactly. Like, They'll you put me in off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> there is no downside. <laughs> how, how Nothing wrong you, with that. How can you do worse? Oh man, I uh, <clears throat> sorry about that. I don't know if you watch Dancing with the Stars at all. I don't watch Dancing with the Stars, but I did see that uh, Buzz Aldrin got eliminated. Oh man, yeah, he's only like eighty. <laughs> well, yeah, it was. Were you it, telling me he didn't win? Yeah, exactly. Are he's you not. Serious? He, he wasn't cutting a rug like we all I thought. I really he would. thought he was going to be in the finals, man. I thought I was just right there. I know, there. I know you had I heavy was money. Calling every week. Now that's that's when we realized you have a huge gambling problem, bro. If I saw you bring up your uh, but ticket you know, for the Buzz odds Aldrin on to Buzz win. was at least a hundred to one, man. Come on, I have to make that bet. Like, right, you'd be you'd be stupid not to at least throw a little bit of money on it. Screw comedy, man. <laughs> Come on, that's my future. That's but, what uh, I'm doing. Yeah, Buzz Buzz uh, Buzz got kicked out. He's had a he's had an interesting life, going from walking on the moon to to being in Dancing with the Stars <laughs> to oh. being publicly embarrassed on reality right. TV. Well, speaking of being embarrassed, I don't even I wouldn't be embarrassed by this, but I did notice that um, 
when these news reports came out, I guess last year Buzz Aldrin released a rap song that was produced by Snoop Dogg. Oh really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like first off, just listen to that intro. I feel like there's there's certain beats that Snoop has in I his production closet. For that one, man. Yeah, in his production closet, like, oh yo, if some uh, corny ass white guy tries to holler at me, send him this beat. Like this is the uh, this yeah. is the white boy oh. beat. Oh, that's all you need is the rocket experience. And now, now this hot, week dude. he's he's having meetings with President Obama, trying to implore him why we should explore Venus or explore <laughs> Mars, and why we shouldn't, you know, take away all this funding from NASA. I just picture like Barack Obama, like, yeah, I'll I'll listen to your proposal, but. Uh, First, let's drop this beat, Buzz. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm convinced by this song alone. But man, if this don't make you want some space, I don't know what. This man literally walked on the moon. He's, he's a national hero. He's a national hero, Snoop Dogg. You can't give him a, a cool hook. You can't get Nate Dogg on the chorus for hey, Christ's man, sake. I think they worked hard on it. Imagine Snoop just Snoop and Dre just sit back laughing. Oh yeah, they're having a good time. Man, he gonna go to Obama with this. <laughs> Snoop Dogg has to be high out of his mind, just like. I tell a story about the sky oh, on the moon. Damn. The sky was black even though the sun shined on. This is gonna be hard to explain to our kids. Dad, yeah. why were astronauts so important? I mean, I'm listening to this song and it's because a piece they of were shit, rappers, Dad. Son. <laughs> Because Buzz Aldrin was a mad-ass rapper. It took us four days riding on a rocket. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I I, li- I'm expecting Nate Dogg to come out. <laughs> yeah, man. exactly. I can listen to that all day. Well, if you don't think that um, makes Buzz Aldrin gangster, then you haven't heard this next clip I'm about to play. Obviously, a lot of people have their cockamamie theories about how he didn't actually land on the moon, but obviously we did. We did land on the moon. We don't need to address this. The skeptics, uh, you know, whatever, man. It's it's much harder to believe, sir. Okay, you know, take a risk. Take right. A- <laughs> I'm gonna go out on the ledge and say we did actually land on the moon, but uh, obviously there's those moon conspiracy theorists that said we didn't land on the moon. One of these guys has the gall to just keep harassing Buzz Aldrin, keep harassing Buzz Aldrin, and uh, listen to what happens to him. Right. You're the one who said you walked on the moon when you didn't. First off, how nerdy <laughs> does this guy sound? Just right. listen to him. You can just hear the the nasally voice, but his glasses are pinching his nostrils. You're the one who said you walked on the moon when you didn't. Calling the kettle black, if you ever thought of it. Saying I misrepresented myself. Get away from me. You're a coward and a liar and a thief. Oh. <laughs> and that's Buzz Aldrin, 80-year-old man, just knocking this dude out. Oh, man. The visual the visual's really strong, too. So just Google Buzz Aldrin knocking this guy's lights out. As soon as I get home, sir. As soon as I get home. That's awesome, man. Like, I would love... Seriously, just get the heat that was probably on that punch, man. The boom, shut up, man. You know there was big ass craters, craters I had him step through. Damn, <laughs> he's just a thug, man. Almost you come up to foot. you come up to Buzz Aldrin, claiming he didn't land on the moon. He's gonna pop you, man. Oh man, you know. Oh, you thought it was just a song. You thought it was just a song. We's gangsters, okay? <laughs> Space gangsters. <laughs> oh man, dude, that's all. He oh he keeps the G. He does. That's, he does indeed. 
Man, dude, that's awesome. So he, how do you do that, man? Like you, you make this reappearance into the mainstream buzz. Like we ain't heard about you in a while. I mean, since I was in grade school, you know. And then all of a sudden, now you dancing with the stars, and, dancing and, with the stars, and punching fools in the mouth over your dropping, rap song, dropping you know? songs with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I heard him on a radio station trying to sell people on these timeshares. Oh. The you know what happened though? Him, got, and, him and Punch. He man, was selling, you, the, selling the timeshares. Like, uh, <laughs> like all fallen heroes. He had he had a wife. They got divorced in California. Sounds like he lost all his money. So now he's out there trying to earn a buck. Hey man, you do it how you do it, man. That's cool. It's hey, all God good. bless him, man. Hey, whatever, man. Shoot, Buzz, you can send me some money. I yeah, I don't. It. I don't think he has much left. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. All but right. uh, speaking of fallen, fallen heroes, I couldn't help but notice that. Steven Seagal is now on the wrong side of the law. Did you hear oh, this? Oh, really? Steven Seagal. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, sir. It's all good, man. He's been Asma. accused of having sex slaves. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. <laughs> right. That's a, that's all you really need to say right there. Steven Seagal, sex slaves. Okay. Now, this is a Steven Seagal movie I really want to see. That, no. Something that's not staged. So, like, <clears throat> he did a reality show where he's a sheriff in Louisiana. Meanwhile, he... Uh, allegedly he's running this sex den what happened was he hired this lady or he hired this woman as an executive assistant out in LA flew her out to Louisiana and was like oh yeah you're going to be a part of the production and then he takes her back and he's just got this concubine going where it's uh, this girl he tried to bring into it uh, two other chicks from Russia and his wife who are supposedly all just down with Steven Seagal wow. and then now, now she claims this woman claims that uh, no, 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 it was a, it was against her will, and then he forced drugs on her and tried to uh, seduce her and use her as a sex toy and was holding her against her will. Of course, she's my slave. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you do with them, right? Like, come yeah, on, Steven, come on, buddy, you can't have slaves no more, man. It's, it's against- I just feel used, to be honest, because I was I watched the first few episodes of Law Men and I was getting into it. I thought there was a part of him. I was like, wow, I I kind of respect this guy. Like he he He's really cares about cop, justice, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I just feel stupid for ever believing. That's that's what it comes down to, Raul. I I felt stupid for caring. It, it, hey, dude, it happens to everybody, man. When when a when a great hero goes down, I mean. Too, nothing sadder, dude. Nothing sadder. Like I, I like a. I mean, what? Who's gonna have like greasy, slick back hair like him and a fat ass belly and only chop down foes with his arms? You know, like remember in the later years, Steven Seagal wouldn't even kick no more, man. Yeah. He, he just, he just be standing there, bah, 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 just, just knock you out with the arms. I think, I think part of it, why, why. But I find Steven Seagal in, so interesting is that when you watch him or on any interviews or in his movies, it's just so evident that Steven Seagal really loves Steven Seagal. It, <laughs> he's just in love with himself. I just I marvel at having that much self-esteem to, to just be like, yes, I am the man. I am, I'm the greatest martial artist of all time. I'm the greatest action star. And just to totally believe it. You oh. look at Steven Seagal. When Steven Seagal looks in the mirror, you know what he doesn't see? Self-doubt. He doesn't see hesitation. He doesn't. He doesn't ever criticize himself. He doesn't make sarcastic jokes about himself. He loves himself. That comes from years and years of karate chops, sir. 
years I guess and that, years. I guess, I guess there's got to be some sort of correlation between doing lots of karate, busting up a ton of shit, and feeling great about yourself. Hey, man, dude, you know, that's how you just, you know, you get the energy out, man. Shut, shut up. Bam. Karate <laughs> chop. Karate Break chop. some boards. Do whatever it takes. Oh, seriously. When there's no next to chop, I cut boards. <laughs> that's how it goes, man. But, yeah, dude, this is a, dude, this is a, sor- a sad day. Sad day for Steven Seagal. All right, well, hey man, look, maybe next time, no sex slaves. You know, well, and when maybe you get out when you get in, out of jail. In his defense, maybe, maybe she was lying because now, now it came out that she was on the phone and she didn't sound that desperate to leave. And uh, <laughs> it sounds like maybe she, Steven Seagal she made just, a couple text messages. And, yeah, you know. Steven Seagal claims that she was an ex-employee who took drugs on her own free will. And, uh, you know, he had to get rid of her. <laughs> so, obviously, there's going to be two sides of the story. Hey, man, that's fun. It's a, it's a big misunderstanding, you see. <laughs> One last thing I want to, I definitely want to mention, or at least that this is just hilarious in my mind. There's a tell-all biography coming out about Oprah Winfrey. Oh, yeah. And one of the, I, I don't know, there really doesn't seem to be that juicy of details. I mean, it's stuff that you've kind of heard Can't throughout the years. Can't you just write that on a post-it note? I'm right. rich. Exactly. Rich as hell. I, yeah, I'm I'm mean behind the scenes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have these weird attractions to females. I'm probably a lesbian. The one thing I found really shocking was that John Tesh supposedly dated her and made love to her in the late 70s. John Tesh. <laughs> really? And i got to be honest. There's one song, there's one piece of music that comes to mind when I think of John Tesh, and it's this theme song that he created. <laughs> this is the NBA. I'm just picturing John Tesh making love to Oprah Winfrey while listening to this in the background. And then just getting ready for the Lakers, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it's the NBA. <laughs> NBC. Oh, I love it. Man, I used to love that. that I No Lie, that was one of my favorites, man. That just gets you ready to go ahead and get dunked on. Dude, man. how is that? That's one of the greatest sports theme songs of all time. They had a they had a video game of that for a while, man. Remember, it was it was the NBA on NBC, man. And that was the, the, the song would come on. And it was just like, it was just way better NBA Jam. Well, actually, I don't know. NBA Jam was pretty dope, too. But, uh, yeah, man, it was it was good times, man. I would uh, I would go and be uh, Glenn Rice and rain, rain threes on people, man. It was, uh, it was it was good time. Great time to be alive playing some NBA Jam. Well, thank you, Raul. Thank you for being on the program. Hey, We're about no to wrap problem. it up here. Where can uh, where can people check you out? Where can they get more Raul Garcia? Uh, well, you want to go ahead and hit me up on Facebook, man. Uh, I am uh, like a, the after it's uh, www.facebook.com backslash uh, Raul dot jokes dot Garcia. But uh, yeah, no, that's very clever. <laughs> but it's, it's it was it was it was available, so I decided I'm I'm running with it, you know. But uh, yeah, hit me up there, man. Uh, and then plus check out the Race Riot show. It's gonna it's a live DVD taping. It's gonna be amazing. Come check it out. And it's uh, ten dollars presale. It's fifteen at the door. So I would go to www.acmecomedy.com. Get your presale tickets before it's too late, cause it will sell out. All right. Thanks again for coming on, and uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in the Green Room every Thursday, 8 o'clock Pacific, L.A. Talk Radio.